You gotta know when to hold him. Know when to fold him. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the doom's done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know, man. I told you, just want to be a cowboy. You just want to be a cowboy. Just, you know, wake up in the morning and you got that cold wind right in your nutsack. Just right get on now. the saddle. Where do you find these guys, Danny? Like, they're, they're, you guys are professional singers, man. What's going on? Oh, we we man, can press that's the that. First that's time I've ever sang anything. No, on a mic. Never sang anything. No yeah. way. I've heard, I've heard him sing a million times, but yeah. Key, you oh, want to try an Ariana Grande song or something like that, or is oh, yeah. it we just lucked out with the country and Kenny? Right, right now, right that's now, my vibe. Right we've now, we've been on our Yellowstone <laughs> trip there, and ah. we've just been talking to each other in cowboy. <laughs> Every time we talk to each other. What season are you on, Pino? Um, I just started season four. Oh, okay. So you yeah. can't talk to him no, now because he started crying about, about yeah. how yeah, he's on season one. Yeah, no, I'm on. Season Anybody who can't count your blessings before By you the get time. the bacon in the morning. <laughs> By the time I'm done with season four, I get my brand. <laughs> Just shoot everybody. <laughs> All right. We're back here on a second show in Montreal in a bitter cold. Is it still minus 25 outside? It's more than that. Minus Even stupid outside. No, it got colder as the day got. Yeah. Technically, it's supposed to get warmer. <laughs> no, it's getting it's not colder. Hours, yeah, because yeah, yesterday was warm. You know? Oh, man. All right. So, Danny, who do we got on the other side of the table here? So, we have uh, my, my bestest friend, Pino, and my godson, Giuliano, who both work here at IBC, the place that's hosting us. Yeah. So, thank you very much, Joe. Thank you very thank much, gentlemen. It's my pleasure. Nick, pleasure. My pleasure. Welcome. Uh, so, IBC stands for? It stands for International Visual Corporation. Okay. And you guys do what? Uh, what we do is uh, we help brands and retailers drive excellent in-store experiences. Now, I know that's a mouthful. In essence, what it is that we're, we're a manufacturer at heart. We're a custom manufacturer that works with uh, retailers and brands, and we design uh, displays for them, uh, counter, uh, cash counters. You're background. fabricators. We're, we're custom fabricators. Custom fabricators. So people come in here with... Sketches, drawings, or CADs? They could come in with sketches, drawings, or CADs, or we can create that for them. So they could just come in with a hope and a dream and a napkin sketch. And, and you can, guys will take and it? And we'll take it from yeah. there. And Do you guys get a lot of clients coming in like that, like that way, the napkin idea? All of our projects start with a napkin sketch. Really? Yeah, all of our projects. Some of the greatest start. ideas start on a napkin. Yeah, absolutely. So let me get the deets out here, Pino. So yeah. it's www.wearivc.com. Uh, Correct. So it actually spelled out we are. We are. And then your email is P-P-I-R-I-L-L-O at weare.com. Weareivc.com. That's it. And then you're the business development. So And Giuliano, you're a prototyper. Yeah. So you basically are like a custom guy. Yeah. Well, basically, I'm the last step before it hits production. You know, like the, the verification to make sure that, you know, everything is 100% good to go and ready to make thousands and thousands of units for our clients. Yeah. I like to see it as the first step of finalizing the order. Yep. Okay. That's the difference between the sales team, right? And the, and the, prototypes. <laughs> the business yeah. and the sales, right? And yeah. your email is G-T-A-R-A-N-T-I-N-I at IVCweb.com. Yeah. All right. Where do you guys want to begin? 
wherever you, you'd be interested well, in. Uh, well, I just want to well, bring up, it's, it's, uh, Giuliano's my godson, and it's not long you're working in the company, no, right? It's so you're brand be, new. Yeah. Oh, younger you, man. I am 22 years old. Oh, man, they keep on getting younger. <laughs> He's one of the good ones. This is why I'm proud to, to have him on here yeah. and have, and I'm sure you can speak to Pino about it, and he's one of the good ones. And I'm not saying it because it's my godson or because of my family. cousin. It's because we know him. I'm sure you could ask anybody in the company, too. He's one of the good ones, so I'm very proud of him. And 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 it's I'm guessing it's a good experience for someone like Pino to have this this young person come in and, and be motivated. Well, uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's just... Uh, you know, it's just crazy to think that when I started at this company, I was his age. Oh, really? How long has the company been around? Uh, the company's been around for over 65 years now. Oh, yeah. This yeah. ain't no small potatoes here, man. No, no, no serious no. deal here. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're, uh, you know, we run some of the largest programs in Canada. We provide, uh, you know, some retailers in Canada would be, uh, you know, like I'd say one of the biggest is Walmart Canada. Uh, we do Shoppers Drug Mart. We manufacture displays for all the how all big are we talking about warehouse wise 260,000 square foot facility holy how many cncs and c's and c's 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 do you oh, guys have well uh you know technology is changing rapidly so we don't really need that many machines it's just that that one can do the job for like five or six machines now so yeah we've recently invested close to seven million dollars in the last two years in, uh, in new technology Do you guys have that really cool machine that um pulls the sheet with suction and yep. then puts it on the conveyor yeah yep. Yeah, Man, we do all that. Such and then a it, sexy machine. It sends man, it seriously. over to the edge banding and does the edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a it. sexy machine, man. Yeah, no, that's that. That was my Kool Aid. I mean, when I started in this business, it was really seeing, like we said earlier, the napkin sketch become a prototype, become a technical drawing rather, and then become a prototype, and then seeing the look of you know of of uh, satisfaction on the client's face, and yeah, you know what, I trust this enough to roll this out into my you know, thousand stores, and and it's going to help me drive sales because ultimately that's that's the whole point. It's it's a it's a kind of industry that uh, it's kind of un, uh, unsung, I guess, a little bit because our whole goal is to sell your product and not show off the display, but the display is what helps sell the product. So but the displays have to be a hundred percent functional. Hundred percent. Otherwise, yeah. the customer falls or trips on the process of purchasing something. Yeah, well, especially now with online, uh, you wanna have that last two feet yes. of, uh, you know, to drive that sale. So that, that story has to be strong. It's gotta be all cohesive with what's going on online as well. So do you guys also tackle, like, would you tackle a one-off or is it more about the volume? Well, uh, no, we're geared for volume. The one-offs tend to have a production attached to it. Uh, but I mean, that's not to say that if, if the project you know, for whatever case, you know, we, we've done one-offs for, uh, for hospitals here, especially during COVID. Uh, we've done one-offs for schools. You know, any, any, any entity that we feel we can support and be, you know, an excellent neighbor to, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. But on the business side, you know, we've kept this factory running all these years, even though the pressure of sending it over to, to China has always been there. It's always the go-to, isn't it, when well, you get to a certain point? Well, it, it depends on, on, on the client, it depends on the budget, it depends on the timeline. But, uh, you know, the company and the owners here uh, had the foresight and the guts to keep this big machine running and, uh, and it's still paying off. So and, it's, uh, and I want to break it down to like we were talking about last time. This is pride here. You know? Yeah. 
like when when COVID hit, the, like the, the pride of keeping the machine running, right? Oh it's, man, that was. It, did uh, you guys shut down or did you guys? No, not one minute. It's it, we I, ran. We were running seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. We built. I'm very proud to say that we helped protect, you know, a lot of consumers and retailers to stay open. We we must have produced well over sixty thousand acrylic guards all over North America. We provided all of the. Uh, all the Target stores, all the East Coast Target stores in the U.S. have all our COVID guards. Um, Walmart Canada cow. has our COVID. J.C. Penney in the U.S. Uh, I think they ordered like sixteen thousand COVID guards, just them alone. Where's the the raw material coming from? Canada, U.S. Uh, we were we were procuring it at that point from everywhere, wherever you could, wherever we could. Yeah, and we were we were, you know, we were rolling the dice at some points. You know, I have to admit we were. We were buying it because I was having the right conversations, uh, and and they needed it, and but the commitment wasn't there. But the raw material was, you know, you'd call up. It was COD. It was cash on delivery. I mean, even cash before delivery. If you weren't buying it, it was gone. There was no hold this inventory. I'm working on a project. Keep those five skids for me. No, it was like if you're not buying it now, it's gone tomorrow. You right? think this 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 PO this this purchase order request that's coming from all these big companies, JC, mm -hmm. these are huge companies. You think this is going to be an ongoing thing or you think eventually there is going to be an end to COVID where we're not going to need these guards? It's going to be, I, I think, I mean, right now, I mean, we're still replenishing. I mean, these things are always needed. They're opening up new stores, they're remodeling, cash counters are changing. So they, they require different models. I think what's going to happen, it's going to end up being, let's fold them up. Let's put them in the back store, and then when we hit like a you know, another. A, another spike, we can put them back up again. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it'll be something that'll come down eventually. Yeah, or maybe something some, that you don't have to produce anymore. Let's hope. Well, well, because of the state of, of yeah, the world, exactly. Right? I mean, it's it's uh, it was uh, it's what it it kept us it kept us afloat. It kept us going. It kept you know families uh, working. This must have been the most dramatic. Oh, event man. for this company in 60 years Absolutely. other than recessions over the years well, that, and i mean how that's what we were saying i mean i've been doing this for a little over 20 years i've had two economic crashes i've yeah. got this covid that's still killing me it's like we had to restart our business three times over the last 20 years and you know reset and refocus and you know and start all over again right well, like, like you were saying, right, it's a big hit or whatever it is. I had a conversation with one of the owners here, and he's like, it was one of the worst days of my life when I knew I had to go in the next day and tell I don't know how many people you laid off there. Well, yeah, well, what happened was great. It's a great story. I mean, they're all, uh, you know, they're like war stories, and we were actually calling it the war room because we had to send a lot of the staff home. There just wasn't enough uh, work administratively to, to warrant these people coming in. So we were like, instead of being 35 or 40 uh, administrators in the office, we were down to like five or six. And we were in, in literally in this boardroom here. We'd come in every day and, and you know, just make the calls. And, and that day, it was, a, it was a Thursday or Friday morning, and uh, there was no orders coming in. Uh, and we had to go down and, and, and tell uh, the employees that uh, we'll call them back as soon as something happens. And while the president was making his way uh, way down the stairs, I ended up getting a nice order. And it was like old school, like running down with the order. She said, just I got, fate. I got just more. Fate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got more and everyone, yeah. And yeah, we had, you know, and we, we opened the door to any uh, office staff that wanted to work downstairs in the shop and help make things happen because one of our uh, 
our, our models, one of our hashtag is uh, we make it happen. And, and our clients come, come to us for that because they know that, uh, you know, we're, we're um, how, how can I explain it? I mean, we've, we've become quite a big entity right now, but we still have that that small shop it's mentality. It's that mom and pop shop yeah. mentality and the family yeah. mentality yeah. and that Still kind of that's stuff. that's where it started. It's how it started. That's how it right. started, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the company was actually bought by a family, the Vardaro family here in, uh, I believe it was 99 or 2000. It was a U.S.-based company. There was a need to... Um, to have plastic come into our uh, to our offering because we were already producing uh, custom wood and custom metal. And plastic's really easy to cut, by the way. Plastic was really it's it's <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier a lot easier to cut and yeah. um, and it was just a way to have all three elements in house. So we took over the the business in uh, in two thousand. So now it's been. 22 years i can't even believe i could say that it's been 22 years it's been <laughs> sick on, huh? on this so side fun. of the border yeah well, every one of us gets older none of us gets younger yeah yeah, yeah. It, i wish i wish my mind would get a little older yeah. <laughs> sometimes to be honest with you but uh, I, I, you know i'd love yeah. to actually walk through the whole process from that napkin to the actual delivery of the finished project and then what at what point he gets involved and starts contributing. Right, right, right. That. No, absolutely. I mean, um, it's fascinating. It's uh, because we don't, we rarely build the same thing twice. So it's it's sort of like a double-edged sword. So it's cool because you're always innovating. You're always figuring out new ways how to build things. But when you really, you know, start getting to the um, to the part of the stage in, in the manufacturing where it's like humming and you. You know, you finally figured out, like, you know, if we set it up this way, and the, you know, on the assembly line, if we do it this way, and you do it and it's done, and you're probably never going to set up that way again unless you get a repeat order, which happens, but is not, not often. But, I mean, I digress. So let me go back. So typically how it happens, you know, um, a client, you know, comes to us with a challenge. You know, they're like, listen, I need to, I need, I've got this amount of space left in my, in my store, or I'm this brand that needs to go into a retailer, and they're giving me X amount of space, and I've got X amount of product I could put out there, but I really need to, to show off my brand and let them understand uh, where we're coming from and the quality of the goods that they're trying to sell. And then we, we start brainstorming, you know, sales starts brainstorming with, uh, with a conceptual design team. So our conceptual design team uh, works side by side with our engineering team. And that's all in the spirit of like trying to streamline the whole process so that while they're, you know, because a designer could design a floating table uh, or, you know, a floating $60,000 table, but it's not A, manufacturable or B, scalable for the client, right? You know, when we're lucky enough, to get a budget from the client, that whole process happens a lot quicker because we, we have a focus, we have a direction, we know what elements to use that goes against that budget. But when they don't give you a budget, that's when the intelligence of the market comes in. How can they in. give you a budget? Like, how can well, they... it's because they know how much money they could allocate to that space, you know, for that amount of sales. But they really don't sales. know material-wise and what concept and manufacturing... They, they, they know. They have a rough idea. Okay. They have a rough idea. That's why we always say, if you give me a budget, we can start that conversation. We could hit the ground running because I can tell you right away, you know, with the budget that you have... Uh, yeah, we can do it, no problem. Actually, we can throw in a few bells and whistles or no, uh, we're going to need to scale it down or not use those materials that are more cost costly. We're going to have to go with a, a more value engineer. It's different, uh, it's different for us. Like we were talking about with, with, with those guys is that 
their their clients are coming in educated already. Right? Yeah, they're not the, dealing yeah. with yeah. The, they're not dealing with just any contractor, let's say, or whatever it is. Right, they're coming in educated, so that discussion for them as opposed to us is much easier. Right, but I guess even in the beginning, it's 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 a matter of like talk about Kenny Rogers and poker and cards. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily want to show their cards on how no, much money sure. they've allocated for their marketing and expenditures, and, 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 right? And most of the time, you know, um, that's my job. That's really the, is really to extract that information, trying to figure out and really educate them on why. I don't want to know that you can spend 600 bucks for each display when it's going to cost you 300. I'm not going to charge you 600 bucks. I'm going to charge you 300. I just need to know which direction I'm going with, you know? Even as 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 simple as a caster, which is a wheel, right? The locking caster that goes under a table. I mean, you got a $2 caster, like you've got a $45 caster, right? So it, you know, it depends on what you're putting on there and what the budget, the look, is it a raw looking caster, is it a finished What's caster? What's the basic difference between the casters? I mean, are you talking well, about the load, bearings or yeah, load, load weight? bearings, finish Okay. You can have a caster that you can have it exposed and it's going to look beautiful. It's going to look like it's part of the furniture. Yeah. Where you can have a caster that's just galvanized metal that needs to be hidden behind a, a skirt around the base because it's ugly, right? It just has a function to move the table or, or display around, right? Is it better? Would you prefer to, to work with a client that comes in with like a clean slate? They're not exactly sure you can guide them. Or is it better to work with a design firm that's already coming in dropping off the drawings for you guys and then mm-hmm. you guys go to town it, i've seen it all you know I, I, at least i like to see i saw i mean i see new stuff every day but there is pros and cons on all of it because when someone comes to the table already overly prepared and then you got to sort of let them know that what you've done is not exactly what is required it's too rigid right you might be you know you might be you know like break insulting, the kind insulting of thing. them yeah. right and, or whatever the case may be and and then when you got somebody completely green to it it's it's the whole edge like it, telling them what a caster is or letting them know that no you can't use solid wood you don't have the budget for solid wood but i saw it in the store and or i saw it online and and it's a hundred on pinterest you know i saw it online you <laughs> so know, you guys like, get into solid wood as well too oh yeah, yeah really yeah. exotics or anything like that well, or are you not, guys not mostly so much white exotics. oak and uh, yeah what okay. you know the solids the pines the uh the oaks maybe the you guys can tell us why has white oak made such a huge resurgence i guess uh because it hides the defects it's easier to hide (laughs) is that why that's the reason why yeah i would say a lot of it that whole rustic look came back and uh you know that natural feel the organic feel to it the hipster feel i like to call it i just feel like there's no more white oak trees i just like there's (laughs) been so much white oak of everything I can't. I can't talk to that. I, I don't know enough about forestry to even make a comment. I don't even know where White Oak is coming from. Who's growing it, or what's the story? I don't even think it's that Canadian. was actually a little racist. That no. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I didn't label it White Oak, man. There's Red Oak too, right? Yeah, so. What does that mean? Uh, here we go. Indigenous Oak. <laughs> now we're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, man. That's the part where we were saying. I really would love Let's to find some brown that. oak. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I, I like to use all different colors of oak in my projects. <laughs> okay, so we're starting from the sketch. They come yeah, in. they you, come you, in. You, they, and you, I totally agree with you. There's pros and cons yeah. to both kinds of clients. Mm-hmm. So what is it? It's a, it's a, They come in with it. Let's say the napkin idea will be is that they come in with 
just an idea. These people that come in blind, they come in with just an, uh, just an idea. Just an idea. Just an idea. And then after, I guess, first step you for them is figuring out what their budget is and how much you can grow yeah, that idea. Exactly. Or? Well, you know, you'd want to understand the whole purpose behind it. Like, why are you, why is this important? What is it driving? Um, you know, what, what story do you want to tell to the consumer that's yeah. coming in? Uh, and then from there, yes, we definitely would love to know the budget the timeline is a big yeah big the timeline i guess the, the production time yeah you know and and sometimes that's really the the kicker for us is that someone comes to the table or they took up so much time internally to make a decision on what they want that now they're leaving you not enough, enough time, time to produce because well, you have to get into the fabrication queue well we've got to get into the queue exactly i mean we're not you know it's not like i roll up in here and go here here and it's like okay start i'm at the back up. Yes. can i load it up no yeah. it's not like that it's right? not like that right well first of all we got to start procuring raw material we get yes. that there's timelines involved with that there's electronic components in some of our displays there's digital components in some of our displays and all these um out you know all these sourced raw materials whatever the case may be have a timeline and that eats into my time just the drawing i mean just the drawing and and Giuliano could speak to a little bit more on the technical drawing side about it. I mean, just a simple table has 40 to 45 pages of drawings Absolutely. just to produce. Really? You know, every yeah. component needs to be drawn up. So that I guess we keep forgetting that this is literally custom. It's custom. Like it's custom to the bone on the starting to the finish. 100% custom. But it's custom manufacturing machinery with elements of people because you still have to have someone sit down begin the drawing Draw, portion yeah. and of then it. you've got the programmer that's going to Program, take those exactly. drawings yeah. that code yeah and 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 start up the machines and program them and test them and make sure that those parts are are being produced properly and, and they're going to all fit again with wood with metal and plastic all coming together to you know for that one end result for that one unit that uh, that is being produced it's very very different from construction but a lot the same. It's, it's huh? like a different, it's like a custom automated world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's still challenging to get everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, okay, I'll, you'll, I'll give you a laugh. I, I messed around with SketchUp. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's like everybody in construction nowadays tries to tackle SketchUp to kind of add a little bit of automation, so to speak, into some of the custom work. They might come up with a vanity or they might come up with something in a sure. SketchUp and show it to the client going, I can get this produced. And then we take that SketchUp file and send it off to like people like you guys mm -hmm. and get it going from there. But you guys are going way beyond SketchUp. Yeah, well, yeah we'll, 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 we use... Uh, SolidWorks solid. are going like straight 100%, fully 3D, straight from 3D to raw codes you're modeling and everything and showing the client absolutely yeah. every Whoa. step of the way yeah everything has to get especially when you're in custom now listen uh, there's certain elements that we're going to reuse i mean we're not going to reinvent the wheel a leg is a leg is a leg it yes. will always be a yeah, leg there's, right there's standards put in place to try to keep things like you have to have consistency of course but yeah, that's the efficiency in the company. Yes. You guys exactly. figure out how to make that wheel move faster. Well, I guess it's, it's, it's a good thing because you can give the client pretty much not the actual raw product, but you could give them a very good idea of what yeah. that product is going to yes. look like, whereas something we can't we can no, do no, that. Well, our, our tech, well f first, like I said, the, uh, the conceptual 3D drawings, if done well, and very proud to say that 
I would say 99% of our renderings, you put it next to the display. It's photorealistic. It's photorealistic. Yeah. Very, very close, huh? Very close to what it is. And, and, and but then to that, measure. That, and that 3D rendering needs to be translated into a technical drawing. Ultimately, the client approves that technical drawing. They want to be able to see that all heights and, and, and measurements and standards are being, uh, you know, applied. And, and then from there, it moves on to a prototype. What I'm always impressed is mm -hmm. with you guys is the amount of next to no waste, like the yeah. efficiency on laying out yeah. mm -hmm. components and pieces and, and, and you're literally getting just a small piece of Swiss cheese left over at the very end. Pretty much. You guys yeah. maximize the material, especially yeah. if it's a very expensive material. Mm -hmm. You have yeah. to go that route, yeah. right? And then there's recycling programs that we're a part of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We get back some of the, you know, it's cool to see, you know, some of the sheets that come back that have been recycled are, you know, are part of what was our waste eventually. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a point. program that way where oh, you send absolutely. and they send you back your Well, they waste. won't send you back. What I'm trying to say is that you, you're part of that process, uh, the, right? That process, You yeah. know that, you know, because you've put in this program in place and... You're minimizing the footprint. You're minimizing the footprint. Which yeah. is always a great thing because you've got such volume going through here right, that... Exactly. But everything is... Every, every design is designed to maximize. Like, I'll give you an example. If a client says, oh, I want my shelf to be you know, 11 inches. Of course, we're going to ask that question of why does it have to be 11 inches? Because we'd like to go to 12 to maximize that. The four sheet by good, yeah. Yes. It's all about yeah. CNC nesting, which is what we call it here. It's really, we're using the most material possible to build that one unit. So for example, if a dimension is a client demands 11 inches, that's why we asked for 12, because 12, you could fit exactly four. Yeah, and you don't waste any. In the length any. without having any waste whatsoever. Yeah. So your sheet is 49. It's, well, it depends on the sheet. It's either 96 by 48 or sometimes they're 97 by 49. So how are you guys getting 12 and a 48 because you've got blade width? Yeah, we have... Uh, well, it's well it'll end up being 11 and... Got it. We 15, keep it, 16ths or yeah. something. Yeah, we keep, exactly. it, we keep it really tight between uh, enough to keep the cuts super, super clean, but enough to use really yeah. all the material. And compared to construction, where you have a container full of wood <laughs> yeah. after the rough. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I've seen both, and trust me, it's, it's two different worlds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then once that prototype uh, is built, you kick the tires on it, make some modifications. So you're, you're building one off. You We're build a one off, off for the client to sign off. Exactly. Yep. Based off the 3D modeling, they're happy. Mm -hmm. Then you go into production. And then we go into full scale. But production. but once they accept the 3D and the technical drawing, then the project is on, right? You're not gonna send them the well, actual prototype and they're, they're able to pull out or they, they can do that too? It, it, it depends, it depends. Uh, depending on, uh, you know, what stage what stage are you at with, uh, with the client, you know? Uh, yeah. As a relationship gets built, they'll go ahead in most cases say, okay, here's my commitment, build me the prototype, here's the production commitment, but only start production once the prototype is approved, and the, right? That and we, and we, wouldn't, we wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, there's no reason no, for, for sure. me to be cutting thousands of sheets and then, no. you know, and, uh, but then there's also the client that, you know, it's step by step. They pay you for the drawings, then they pay okay, you for the Okay, so prototype. there is a cost to that oh, to yeah. get to I mean, the there's actual There's so many scenarios, prototype. guys. I mean, you know, there, there is some projects that they make you know, IVC and two or three other companies build a prototype. So you guys are, you're, you're tendering. They're yeah. tendering. Oh, it. yeah. A lot of our business is done is on, tender on really? tendering. Yeah, bids and tendering and all that fun stuff. And yeah. it takes it all the way to a prototype They'll take it piece. all the way to a prototype. They'll take it all the way to, 
to, to doing a five-store test with, let's say it'll narrow it down. Wow. They'll, they'll have five companies build a prototype. I'm just saying anything. Okay. And then they'll narrow it down from that prototype review saying, you know what, I like IVC and I like company X. I like their, I like, you know, the service that they've given us. I like the quality. They really met everything that they want. Okay, let's do a five-store test. Let's get company X and IVC to build five more of these and let's test it in store and see how the market reacts to it. And then depending, and then they, then they go back they ask you to review your pricing at that point. Modifications. Modifications, adjustments, and then we're uh, Is that aware. constantly the norm that you guys are up against the norm, The norm is everything right now. You Got know, it. Some clients, uh, regardless of how much business and how many years you're rolling, it's part of their process to go out to tender. They'll develop the program with you. And, you know, in most cases, when you've developed it and you have the brains, you know, the brain, you're the brainchild behind all of it. They just want to keep their procurement department honest to make sure that I'm buying from IVC. They're giving me the, the best price possible, you know, and it's not always price driven, but sometimes it is. So they'll still compare apples and apples, quality, oh, yeah. um, modifications or whatever, but then the price is still there, too, and then they'll... Most of the time they fall. Well, I mean that's exactly construction. Well, that's that's what yeah. I was saying. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot different, but it's a lot the same. Except that they would be great if, if that would be it in in these big projects that people mm -hmm. are doing in construction. If it would be the same type of thing where you take five of your best options, say you do me this unit, you do me this unit, you do me this, unit, and then you choose who what the company is instead of what the price is. Right? Everyone's coming in at this price range. Yeah. Will you guys all build me a unit, and we're gonna choose who was the best person for the job that would be that would be something but it's not enough right we're not mm. dealing with like the better clients in, in that sense right where their clients are prepared like i said their clients are prepared and educated and stuff and what's generally the timeline from the time that the client makes that first contact to going through this whole process to testing modeling prototype mm. to actually going into production and delivery Delivering the, the product. It, it, uh, it all, I guess it depends on the it, contract. It depends on the contract. It depends on the 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 project, really, right? Yeah. It depends on, and if it depends if they want to do an in-store test. Some some displays don't require an in-store test, right? So, on a typical, let's say a non-in-store test scenario, you know, we'll talk to them, and then get back to them with designs within a week. Let's say, you know, kick the tires, call another week on 3D, you know, 3D drawings. Then they're like, okay, I'd like to order a prototype from you. And you're looking at another couple of weeks of drawings, of technical drawings. Supply them. Let's say we get the response within 24 hours. Then we'll typically have a prototype ready for them within four to five weeks, I would say. Anywhere, depending on the material. Depends on uh, the size of the unit. Really. The size of the yeah. unit. Depends on the material availability. Let's call it four to six weeks, just to be... Uh, to be honest. And then at that point, they look at it, let's say make a modification, draw up another modification, takes another, you know, four to five business days. Then they like it, they approve it. If it's being produced domestically, we're looking at, again, always with standard material, nothing exotic that requires long lead times. It takes about six to eight weeks to start, you know, shipping out stuff. On the import side, it's it's double. It's about 12 to 14 weeks. It's like half a year, eh? Just uh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily, huh? Oh, yeah. That's why, uh, I mean, right now, whoever I'm talking to, I'm delivering in... Uh, Towards the end of the year? Well, June, July. Wow. Yeah. And do, and do you ship, like, the the units are fully built when you're shipping them? It, it depends. Depends. It depends. When, yeah, when? sometimes uh, I'm working on a project now. It's completely knocked down. 
So it's sort of like IKEA. Okay. Right. It goes. So you do that for shipping purposes? Yeah. Exactly. Well, shipping and cost, right? Because we're not assembling it, so it drives down the cost. So then they have these merchant teams that go out into the field, and uh, I mean, they cost a fraction of what our guys on the floor. Yeah. And then, and then cost, it's their right? problem to find the, the guys to do. Yeah. It. Well, yeah. Then it's their problem. But then it also becomes our problem because we get inundated with phone calls. On yeah. Our, How do you get? Where this? does this screw go? Oh, well, I was just going <laughs> to say. Yeah. Do you guys give them like a fifth or seventh screw? We give and them. then they try to figure out why is there an extra screw here? Yeah. Well, we always <laughs> yeah. we label absolutely everything. We try cool. to make the the experience as pleasant as possible yeah. for you label everything really yeah, we everything. give them the allen Holy keys cow. everything like like ikea you get a you yeah. get a description you get your hardware bags you know that this are this is for panel a this is for panel b and that's amazing and man. that's a cool a that's cool step, step by step yeah is that is was it always like that in the industry or oh, was yeah. there more like let's say 20 years ago mm-hmm. were you labeling everything too or was there people that were more skilled to be able to take uh, care of these installs well i mean that's a that's that's a great question um you know skilled laborers are uh are not easy to find you know and if they are they're they're busy <laughs> well they're working for somebody yeah, yeah. exactly and uh what's yeah, the assembly line could, like how many people you guys have on the assembly line uh, well, it depends on projects. So we scale up and scale down, right? Okay. So we've got our core assemblers, and then you know we've got you know other uh, companies that support us, and so you could have anywhere between thirty to sixty people on the line. Oh wow! Yeah, and you guys are constantly looking for people. Well, yeah, we're constantly always looking for people in the shop, and we're always looking for scale uh, for skilled laborers to uh, to to install the projects. Uh, in store that's the biggest problem even back home in toronto there is just like you get a lot of fabricators that do custom work focused strictly on either commercial or or residential or they'll do both they can't find people to install them yeah to assemble them to install them that's a huge void in this industry right absolutely what do you think why 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 is that then i i personally think right now and again this is my opinion i've had some conversations and some you know admitted that i was i was bang on on it uh during covid you know retail there was nothing going on changed right? for yeah. like a year yeah you know they they went back to residential and uh they went back to residential and that was booming everyone was renovating everything in their house for the last year and a half and i still think they're stuck there i still yeah. think they're working on those those projects or maybe fell in love with uh, another part of their industry that they necessarily weren't. Well, we had to all adapt. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so it's been interesting for yourself that you came into this right in the middle of the pandemic, yep. starting off working with these guys. Now as a young man, 22, 22, 22 years old. I can't even think that far back. <laughs> How has that been for you? Like, this is your first serious job? Yeah, it's my first job in a sizable corporation. I've only ever had the, you know, smaller little, you know, like part-time jobs here and there. Yeah. But uh, it's the first real one straight out of school into my field. So you're a prototyper. So what exactly does that do? A prototyper, well, at its core, it, first of all, it's not exactly what I had studied, but it really, it, it is closely related. At its core, a prototyper uh, verifies and ensures that uh, an assembly or a unit is 100% ready to be scaled for production because as amazing as uh, you know our design team is absolutely flawless but sometimes you know materials might not fit 100% or you know yeah. uh, a certain uh, way of machining it might not be ideal for 10,000 units so a lot of what my job is is to you know 
really optimize it for production and getting the client exactly what we what they want. Yeah, a computer is only going to show you so much, yeah. right? Tolerances and so on. And then once you start putting those pieces together, that's when you got the experienced guys on the floor that are saying, uh, you know, if we would have cut this X or we would have bent this this way, make it a lot easier to assemble it on the line. And that's where that prototype is so important. It says you'll learn those lessons, every, right? Yeah. Everything on it. Everything on it. Yeah. And what's cool is that literally every single day on the job is a new lesson. I work extremely closely with the, the supervisors of each section, like something as simple as, you know, bending plastic. It could just be a 90 degree bend, but there's a certain technique to it. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's yeah. you got to be able to put out thousands and thousands of it. So, you know, it has to be the right dimension so that you could put a thousand. So how do you like how any you one of our trades, right? It's the, it's the same thing like uh, like Pat was saying, like Pasquale was saying, right? It comes with a bunch of trial and error and of hours course, yeah. and uh, absolutely and then there's the whole art of the jigs i mean that's something oh, that yeah. is yeah. so underappreciated you guys are making custom jigs just for each assembly each every, product every time we're we're welding or putting together some sort of piece of furniture there is a jig involved and that jig is what helps that's you know, an art that's, that's an, an art. art that's that's a true art and so the software gets develop develops a jig you guys cut out the jig to use the jig to assemble a product. Yeah. Well, most most of the time, it's really the uh, the jig maker that looks at the <laughs> technical drawing and says, "I'm building a jig, a jig like, like this." this. Oh, so yeah. you have a separate person that just tackles the jigs themselves? Well, it tends to be the the you know the most uh, skilled of the uh, the welder. Let's say if we're talking about metal. Yeah. It's usually the that prototype guy is yeah. building the jigs. He's he's got that that understands he's got yeah. that hands the jig know. man that's the super cool yeah. no, i find yeah. that super cool actually yeah. the whole process is super cool man it's uh it's what i always say i drank the kool-aid on the process you know and, and then being in store with the client and the client getting back to you telling you that uh you know this uh this display is uh you know driven up 22 percent more sales in the store or within that that category is it's music to my it's ears. interesting because you guys have to be like you have to have an ear to the ground with consumers. Oh, 100%. Like you've got to get a, a really good understanding of the actual end user, which the is end the consumer. User, the the uh, the trends, the trends are what what's going on. Uh, you know, we're constantly being challenged by online. I mean, online is so di dynamic. You know, there's so much, but the intangible is still missing. Is that that last? Piece. Yes. You know, that's why so many online brands, although doing very well, eventually open up stores because they want to meet their consumer. Yep. They want the consumer to be enveloped in their brand, feel the brand. You know, the convenience of online is, I mean, there's no denying it. It's amazing. But what the experience that you get in store, uh, you know, putting on that pair of shoes and, you know, looking at it and, you know, being in the store and understanding the brand and the music and the smell and the sounds is, I mean, there's something there. That's why they, they, you, you, you put the smell in these stores. Well, I mean, it's, you or know, maybe you could make a display. That. Oh, I mean, we're working on a project now. I can't really speak about who it is, but there's smell and the smell and sound smell and, and, and sound. Stuff. Not so much. We don't really deal with sound as much, but you know, Digital components and, and sensory components. Wow. Like, like and driving like in the yeah. hipster store, you can make like a <laughs> like a like a, a deer. Like <laughs> Danny know, has like, a hatred for hipsters, uh, man. I well, think I think now, on that note, it's a little grappa. Oh, oh yeah. so so the, the cheers, the cheers, <laughs> cheers. this grappa. What's the jig maker's name at IVC? 
the jig maker's name. It, I think it, it, it changes. Sometimes it's sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's my direct supervisor. Sometimes okay, so then solo. cheers to the to the jig makers. Yeah. Cheers to jigs. Cheers, cheers to jigs. Cheers to the guys on the floor, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Cheers. Just got to have another shot of grappa in your deal. So I got to ask you, Pino. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you're, you're – um, I get what you're saying because I'm of that generation that I like going into a store. Mm-hmm. And I like having that experience where if I want to try something on, I could try it. Yeah. But you're dealing with a generation that has gotten so used to just ordering something online. It shows up, even if it's not perfect, return it, and then order the next size up or down. Mm-hmm. And that – be bothered with spending that extra time going to the store and dealing with finding the store, parking, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is changing really, really quickly. No, and that's our challenge on a daily. I mean, the brands and retailers we work with are, I mean, obviously the best at what at what it is that they do. And But a lot of times they challenge us saying, you know, come back to us, let us know what can we do. And that's why our response to the market, what IVC really are, our feather and our hat that sets us apart from most manufacturers, at least I like to think, is our digital team, our digital department, our tech, our tech department. Uh, they're constantly always looking for what's you know out there and how do we integrate this technology within the retail space, and that's all geared towards driving that traffic, making it dynamic, and making it an experience. Really, I mean, a lot of look look at Samsung. Samsung, for example, has opened up a ton of retail stores, but you can't buy a thing in there. There's nothing to buy. It's There's just a, a showroom. It's a showroom. So they're, showroom. They're, they're building, they're, they're showing you right. an atmosphere that could be your home. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and brands And are, you can't get that well, You online. can't get that well, what, do you, what do you mean? You, you can't you go into one of these places and... Just to try and test and look and feel and, the, and educate And then you go and order it online? And then you could go uh, order it online or you can order it... You at can, the store, you yeah. can order it there, yeah, but you won't mean, walk out with any. We'll walk out with, with something. With, with, that's that's a, an idea that I can't process. But te- it. Tesla yeah. was doing that ten years ago. Yeah, when well, they like were, you were saying about the Cybertruck too, right? It yeah. was all marketing. It was never actual product. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. they 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 wet the whistle is what they do, mm-hmm. right? So now you get you can pit visualize your own environment in this environment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not perfect, but it's got elements of what your home environment is going to be. And I agree with you. That's the one thing that's missing from the virtual side of things online. Yeah. You can never get that that way. You can never get that. You can never experience. You can't touch. You can't feel. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why a lot of what retailers and brands are doing is storytelling in store. Yeah. They want to be able to tell you the story. They, they've got these. They're shying away from the traditional associate. They want brand ambassadors. That's the new term. They want somebody who's so passionate about this brand that when you walk in the store within five minutes, you're, you're, in, you're, you're enthralled with what they're saying because they know the brand. They feel it. So they want general consumers to be their spokespeople. No, no, I'm talking about their store associates. Okay. They're no longer just, can I help you with something, sir? You they're know? more than they're that. They're more than that. They're brand. They know about the brand. They know about the history. They know about it. Yeah. And they're trying to educate the consumer towards that, you know, and making them, you know, that That's final. the bone that I've always had to pick when I was early on in construction. I was going to trade shows, and we all know about booth bunnies. Mm-hmm. And you are, are they like puck bunnies? No, puck bunnies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, all no. the pretty girls that be at a booth that has like I don't know uh, casters or whatever. Yeah, and then you actually start speaking to them about that, and they don't have the knowledge. They're yeah. just there to drive you in there because they're pretty. And, and then they started getting rid of those. I wanted to speak to people that actually knew the knowledge. So if mm-hmm. I'm walking into a store like that, Samsung, I want 
I want to speak to someone who actually can answer my questions. Right, right. right. It's funny. I, I was I was in the market this uh, past summer to buy um, a leaf blower and a weed whacker. And, you know, you, you walk into a store, it's a little bit overwhelming. I mean, they're all relatively the same price. Some are 30 40 50 Some are $100 more expensive than the one standing right next to it. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I can't, I'm not going to stay here and, you know, spend an hour and a half. It's the first day I'm Italian. I got to do four stores before I buy anything. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's store stores. number one. I got, I got to figure out if this is a good uh, special. And um, so I call over. I ask specifically, you know, is there an expert in this department that could help me with it? Like, yeah, we'll send you someone right away. And here comes, and, and it has nothing to do with the gender, you know, but here comes this 15-year-old girl, probably never held, a, I'd like, to, yeah, at least it looked like, or I, I, let, let me put it this way, she definitely didn't hold a weed whacker in her life, because when I asked her about it, the first thing she did is she took the label that was hanging off there and started reading off of it. No, there's yeah. a clear to sign. To let me know what like, it was. Grats, there's a clear grats. sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Can someone go help the man that doesn't order read? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, Which one uh, did you end up buying? I ended up buying the Eagle. And Ooh. why? Um, first off, it looks badass. <laughs> and, uh, and it had a 65-volt battery in it. Okay, and that was uh, so one battery. One battery, I could do all my uh, all my work. Because I'm in the market too for that, right? Yeah. But then if you're in it's, construction, everyone's looking at either Makitas or Dewalts. I have a Dewalt. You have a Dewalt or, one? Yeah. Yeah. You can Did you get the, the lawnmower too? No, I don't have the lawnmower, but I have a battery-operated lawnmower, but it's not the DeWalt one. Which one did you get? I, I don't know. Well, Ryobi? Black and Decker. Black and, well, it's yeah. DeWalt. Yeah, but it's not, Same thing. It's not yellow. It's, so it's not DeWalt. DeWalt. It's black and yellow. <laughs> it's, <laughs> black it, and Decker. It, it, but it, no, it's black. It's like gray and orange, I think. I don't know. What he was talking about in the store's experience, I think it's going to get more and more difficult to over-educate the consumer who is coming in already educated with all the online information that they uh, so well, false education well, because well, it's, 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 a good, it's a good point I mean more and more I mean look at the automotive industry uh, you know they're there to just to help you make your decision, but yeah. you know everyone's come in. I mean, they already saw the reviews, they know the specs, the engines for the most part. Yes, you know? yeah. and and the same thing with smaller retail shops. Uh, you know, like like we were talking about, and and it's not a question of you don't want to necessarily have to educate everybody because you don't have the resources to sit and talk to somebody for an hour and a half. You know, for each person, but it's just driving them in the right direction you know that's what people want people just want to come in some people don't want to be bothered but then those last 10 seconds of saying you know i'm kind of stuck between a and b here do you have any yeah, any recommendations right. you just want somebody to to be able to to, to you know ask the right questions it's and, even funny yeah. i question myself sometimes too on why i would purchase something because there's items that you go purchase and you don't necessarily know that much about it mm -hmm. and you rely on the salesperson and when you walk in i factor in the environment, I mm -hmm. factor in the experience, I factor in all of that into the product, including the price. And then I make my decision, but it's always nice to kind of go back and figure out why you chose, ma you made that choice. You made it because we built a beautiful display. Be but that's, a, that's what, what I was gonna, gonna yeah. say. They <laughs> contributed to it, well, that's well, what I'm saying, I'm, yeah. I, they're gonna, I, I think they're gonna be more and more important than, than salesmen and saleswomen in these stores yeah. now. Well, I think that, that's, where more and more that's where technology, technological that's where technology and comes and, in and, and, and beacons and QR codes and digital. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, we supply uh, some major retailers uh, 
across the country with digital uh, touch points, you know, video walls and so on and so forth. And now with, with certain sensory and AI, we can target, we know that you're, you're a male, uh, you know, between ages of 30 and 50. So there's content that's being driven directly uh, for you. You know, and then if a woman comes in that's 25 years old, that content's going to change. It's funny. It's yeah. funny you say that because it's true. Because the thing is that I'll be bombarded with ads on Instagram, mm -hmm. but they don't have anything to do with me. But if you were to look at my profile on who I am, construction, age, and group, and stuff like that, I'll get bombarded with a lot of sports thing. But I don't follow any sports. Mm -hmm. I don't pay yeah. attention to any of that. But the thing is that since you're a male age construction they put mm -hmm. it together and they go here we're going to try it and i think they're trying it at that point absolutely they're trying well, it well i guess with the advances in ai too you could almost have like right when someone's shopping for something online your phone knows that that's what you're looking for absolutely. right so it could advance into the fact that as soon as you're walking mm -hmm. in front of the display then it'll give you that oh you're looking but for that's this. the whole phone thing about the joke and the significant other pregnancy 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 and all of a sudden <laughs> Like, you know, car seats are coming up and all this other stuff is coming up on your feet, oh, yeah. right? It's just, yeah. that's the whole scary world there. I, I know it's scary, but I find it super, super amazing. I don't know. Yeah, I have a funny story. In, in yeah. the, in What's the, that? In the I... influencer handbook, I have to say this all the time, that, <laughs> that the AI is great. <laughs> and My, you know what? Uh, Going back to, you had said, uh, your generation really likes that in-store experience. Yeah. I feel like since COVID, my generation, because I mean, I can clearly say, you know, whole different generation here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> but we, we really crave that in-store experience. And, you know, since, you know, getting into the whole retail manufacturing thing, you really look at your surroundings when you go in store in those, you know, few times that we've been in store since COVID. And you really start to appreciate, you know, like this display is really like it makes me really want to buy that. Yeah, well, I think maybe you appreciate it. Well, it's you like I said, field, it's, right? it's unsung. You, you see don't. All around. You feel it. You feel it. Exactly. Yeah, you, feel it. you just yeah, don't necessarily see, see it. it. Yeah. Right. I mean, but every height, every piece of that furniture, the reason it's raison d'être has been thought of. Yeah. And, and why and, it's and there why in it's the store. There and, and why those sweaters are stacked that way. And why is it positioned in that store that way? It's it's all a, it's all tactical. Yeah. Yeah. Especially All the meant digital for components. you to, yeah. How do you guys tackle that? Because the biggest problem I get when I'm dealing with a custom shower in, in a, on a project is that I meet the wife and she's four foot two and I meet the husband and he's six foot seven. Mm -hmm. And the question becomes, where do we put the height of the shower head? Right. How we do you guys a, tackle those points? It's standard. It's standard industry heights. So you're dealing with whatever average male, average female yeah. is. Exactly. And displays could only be X height to keep sight lines for security reasons as well, you know, so that someone can see if somebody is in their store or what's going on so everything's thought of the counter heights obviously i mean have to be man it's such yeah. a scary are world. you guys gonna like turn more into like like a lot more digital stuff is that is that transition happening right now or is it really just the oh no it's, like it's, it's 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 been happening. it's happening it's been i you know uh i think when we started pushing digital it was about 15 years ago imagine I think, I think we were ahead of the game you know uh it wasn't as uh, cost effective the screens were very expensive and people just weren't ready for it i mean they didn't really see the value behind it and now they are and 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 these major brands and retailers are starting to invest in in content creators because that you could put up you know all the screens in the world 
But if you don't have relevant content, content yeah. to drive to those screens, could you imagine all that kind of hit us back in the '80s, and you guys had to put big tube TVs? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would maybe actually be easier because you could just put clothes directly on the <laughs> 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 extra storage. It's That's a, it. It's well, a now TV if you go into a hipster store, that would be a big seller. <laughs> man. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it would. You the put wood the big grain and everything, exactly. and, oh, and yeah. the click button remote. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could spin the cabin around. There's a bar. <laughs> yeah. Bar with early organic wine in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's always that bottle that's seven feet tall that's twisted there in the corner somewhere <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. So, so we have a construction bone thing that we do, but you guys have. Are there any manufactured bones that you guys have to pick with, like bones? Anything like what a bone to pick? Like, like a, a bone? When you have a a bone problem to in the industry? Like that's something that really like annoys you of the in, about the industry? Um, wow, that's a that's a good question. I mean. Um, it's just, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a general bone. Is there's nothing worse than having your time wasted, I think, you know, and 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 that's 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 what I realized that over the years, that's my like that's really a big part of my job. Because when I was younger, I was just excited to talk to somebody. I was just excited. Somebody answered the phone. I've been cold calling you for like <laughs> you know six months. You called me, and now you want me to work on a project, and yeah. and you don't you don't have a budget for a prototype. I'll build it for you, no problem. I'll send it, yeah. and then it goes nowhere, <laughs> you know. And uh, so now I realize that uh, over the years, my job is really you know qualifying those leads or whatever, and and seeing that you know can you put your money where your mouth is? There's nothing worse than spending, like you said. I mean, six months. You know, you're dedicating your your day and your brain, you know, on working and, 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 and consuming resources internally to help this client. And ultimately, they're like, eh, well, no, we went with somebody else. They were like seven bucks cheaper or something like that. And without even talking to you about it. You yeah. know, just so much they have. You guys have so much less like us in construction right when we figure out we're wasting time we or we're away. losing time yeah. we're out of there or we're fixing the problem right away but this guy's these guys need to send an email to someone that's not even in the same country as you yeah. try to get that answer and it takes two days and then it takes another two days yeah. and then another well, one and, day. and, and there and, i mean you you nailed it right there it's um you do all the you do all the, the you know the preliminary work and giving them a timeline and and, and crucial milestones that need to be respected in order for me to do the job effectively for you. Ultimately, that's what it is. Yeah. Right? You've got, in, you got in-store dates, right? You've got a date because, you know, especially when you're doing a complete retail store, there's marketing behind there, there's advertising, grand opening is happening. and There's and pressure there, There's man. pressure, there's yeah. big time pressure. And you gotta be in there three weeks before because you gotta install and there's always an issue. There's always an issue. And they're, they're dragging their feet. And you're like, okay, no problem. You took a week to make a decision. I need to add a week to the tail end of this project. And it's no. No. Is that yeah. the primary reason? Is that it's because it's always decision by committee? It's a lot of it's decision and by committee. And that's why I, I get so frustrated that's with why, commercial again, construction. Like, well, it's it's, I can't stand that you, committee. You guys are. Nobody wants to lose their job. That's why. So we're, we, de we're depending on too many people. Look, like he's saying here, from, from napkin to. Yeah. How, many, how many people's hands does this project. Just in yeah, this that's company. just on your end, and yeah. then all of a sudden you got to go back to the client's end, and then and they got to go so through many all hands. their people. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I don't, that would be my biggest stress if I'd be working in a company like yours. Is that the timeline well, it's, is it's always twofold? Like, in my reality, it's twofold. I, I say it jokingly. I say, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's sort of tongue in cheek when I say it's sometimes harder 
to sell the project internally than it is to the client, only because I've made certain commitments and promises to the client that it's going to be a challenge yeah. internally yeah. for them. And you know you're getting yourself into that right it, away yeah, when you're exactly. selling this, right? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's calc- It's a calculated risk. Yeah, he's but, saying it as a salesman, but then you tell him it's a calculated <laughs> risk for the guys in the Once shop. Once it like goes through the line. sales now, <laughs> man. Well, it's, it's, it's going to always be that. I mean, production and, and sales will always be... It's a conflict. Like, yeah, yeah, butting always. heads. For they sure. want more time. I need it faster. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. just the, the way basics of it. The go, going back to the cold calling, isn't yeah. it true that it takes like nine or ten or even eleven times of trying to even get oh, a yeah. connection, oh, yeah. just Depends. to start your pitch? And, and that, but most people quit after three or four. Yeah, and that's that's you know nine calls to get somebody, depending on their position. Some of their positions is twenty times. 50 times a year, two years worth of calls. And, and you feel weird about it. You feel like I'm ex-girlfriend or somebody. Well, you're like, 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 like a telemarketer almost yeah, at that like, point. Just right? like, like, let it yeah. go. Just let it go. I, I get it, but it's the challenge. It's really what it's really what gets me going. But you, you drive still, on it? You still do cold I, calls? That, I, like, that's still it's, a it's, thing it's, in the world? Um, it's more, I, you need to cold call. Regardless, regardless of oh, I don't care what position or what level you're at in sales, cold call is is something you if you drive enough business, if you've done enough cold calls and you drive enough business and, and, and base business, then you're, you're making less cold calls. Uh, yeah. So you're strategically planning who you're going to, you know, I've got X amount of time now in my week to cold call. I'm just not going to open up the phone book and start letter A and work my way down. You're, you're specifically targeting, you know, someone that you want to talk to. And you know that that person's going to be a tough person to get a hold of because there's a hundred of me calling, right? Yeah. And then once you get them on the phone, man, that pitch better be tight. Yeah, you better be ready for it. You got to be, and you got to be ready for the, you know, the fact that he doesn't even want to talk to you at this point. He he thought you were. Chances are he answered because he thought you were somebody else. That's exactly it. That's you the know? go-to. Yeah, he thought the, you were someone. You're like, oh, you know, and. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to give away my, uh, no, my no, no, of course not, but sauce over here on the air. But, no, no, don't. Uh, You'll tell us that after the yeah, mics are off. But you know, but there, there is, I, there is. You know, I've had guys who do the cold calls on me, mm-hmm. and if I'm in the mood, I'll let it go through and I'll listen to it because I'm curious about what their pitch tactics are, mm-hmm. and I'll see if it works or if it doesn't work, and then I can maybe contribute yeah. to myself. That's because you also have that sales hat. Yeah, you, you, yeah, everybody in construction, anybody yeah. in manufacturing, anybody that is an entrepreneur, everything like that, you better get used to this cold call rejection and oh, having yeah. to the idea of that he's ignoring me or she's ignoring me or I can't get through. That's total BS. Mm-hmm. There's a re- like you said, they only answered it because it was by accident. They thought it was somebody else. Yeah, or they're just so fed up of seeing it. Yeah, like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. What yeah, is what's it? up? What do you want? Yeah, yeah but hi. that's such a hard conversation to start. But that's why he was saying that you you better have your pitch ready. You better be, if anything, practice it. Is there even a chance at that point if you've called this guy twenty five times? Yeah. Of course there is. Of course. Of course. Well, you got to make it happen. But what's funny is that your generation is scared shitless of cold calls. Oh, yeah. They're just scared of the phone ringing. They're like, what's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I'm, I'm a little old school. <laughs> you send them the text. Text me. <laughs> Can I call <laughs> you later? <laughs> text cold call. Can like, I call I'm, you later? Like, I'm old school. I'm, I'm, all for, I'm all for phone calls and stuff. But like getting a hold of some people my age, man, like don't even try calling. 
it's near impossible. But why? They, like, why are you guys so afraid of that? I think it's just like a general anxiety of talking on the phone. Like they don't want to be heard. They would just rather you know well, it's type because, it out. It's because they've been they've been texting all the exactly. Day. Like their persona. This is my idea. I'm not a specialist, but their wait, wait, identity. Wait, wait. But aren't you an influencer? Wouldn't you know this? I'm, I'm new. I'm new. I'm, I'm new in the business. Fresh. I'm new in the business. I'm fresh. He I'm gets fresh excited because he gets a few new follows because I do a shout out for him. Yeah, He's exactly. like, oh, I gotta keep feeding this machine. Yeah, right? exactly. But it was ironic. We're driving over here and you're right ahead of me and I totally forgot to ask you the question about has everybody know about singing right and I started thinking my first thought was because I'm so in tune with you guys I'll just text Danny and I'm like wait a minute the guy's two cars ahead of me yeah. I'll call him of course mm-hmm. of course <laughs> and then I called I'm you I'm saying it's like th- this person most people Giuliano's age their personality is not actual their in-person personality it's the person that they are as they're texting they're or as they're posting the or as but what about sing- lost in taxation where no, it's like you took the words right out of my like mouth. what about that there's no inflections there's no tone there's no yeah and you see that's why me personally i prefer like I'm, I'm i'm completely useless when it comes to texting you can't like put an emphasis on a certain word you know like it just it could change yeah but that's the art of the whole that's tone. the art of selling is your performance. Yeah, you have to be a how good you emphasize certain words. Mm-hmm. How you basically pitch your product, how, mm-hmm. yourself, your passion. Behind you can't mm-hmm. do that in a text or an email. So, so now we all. found another thing to shit on the new generation. I'm is not that there shitting. Won't be any, <laughs> we're educating won't be any good salesmen uh, listen, in the future. If someone well, wants a job what, from you, Danny, you know what they do better than I? What's that? Is market themselves better? Oh yeah. They yeah. have yeah. that online presence. They know how to, you know, fix their page. You know how to tweet their. But you believe feeds. every single post of theirs. Yeah, well, that's it, right? And the people that are making the decisions, they're gonna have to really. Well, I guess it's gonna have to no, be that they're I'm, gonna believe what this well, person then, is saying. Because I believe no one. I believe mm-hmm. no one. That's uh, because I'm, you're a Gen Xer and and yeah. you're skeptical of them. Because you know that there's been some catfishing going on. And there is business catfishing going on. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. Well, isn't that sales in general? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Technically, it is. Well, it, it, well yeah. if you oversell, is. if you really make the gross mistake of saying you're a 260,000 square foot facility and a client comes to visit you and you're a $10,000 shop, yeah. 10,000 yeah. square foot shop, like a, yeah. then, you you know, yeah. that's a major catfish, but you know, I'm just saying, like, everybody's allowed to, to to embellish whatever it is that they want to embellish. It's just that you've got to be able to back it up. Well, after, with you know social media, but don't you get generations thriving because they look at the faults of what the current generation's doing, and that small percentage of them is attacking it instead of running away from it. Mm-hmm. So it's in your best interest to learn the fine art of communicating. Yeah. Instead of digital communicating. And you will excel other than other like from other millennials as well. And then then you'll stand out and then you'll get an opportunity to work in an environment that you always wanted to that you never thought you could. That's the scary part of it, right? So, but the, but the majority, and I agree with you, the majority but of them are w- just. Will he be like in, in 10 years from now, will he be that weird guy? Hey, Giuliano, man, uh, this guy just likes to talk so much know. on the phone. I, no, like, I don't. Oh, this what guy is talks it? too much. I, yeah. <laughs> There's too many weird people in the world now. So yeah. it's just like, it's the norm now. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, would you hang out with a, a Bezos? Would you hang out with an Elon Musk talking about what's going on? And you're like, you're nuts. Yeah. You're absolutely nuts. There's no mm-hmm. way online is going to be the future. Yeah. But. Here we are. So the, uh, everything is applicable now. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is. I feel like it also kind of goes with your field. If you need to like, enhance your communication a bit, 
you know, a lot of our generation, like, like it's, it's slightly worrying because you have some people that they live their life behind the screen entirely. And yes, they make money off it. But if you live in, you know, like corporate world, you have to have these communication skills in order to pass. But some people just don't have it. Yeah, no. Even they're just they're just not capable to. You know, regard, uh, you know, a client facing aside, just internal communication, just being yeah. able to work in an office environment, and uh, you know, just I, to I, carry I've seen, a conversation. I've yeah. seen the change. I mean, I'm you know of that generation where, you know, I've I've heard racial slurs before I even knew it was a racial slur happening around the kitchen, you know, around a dinner table or whatever. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then learning that that is not appropriate and 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 you know becoming you know, more educated and then and now even uh hey hi how are you oh that looks so nice what it is that you're wearing yeah. is also just as bad as the racial the, slurs the racial that you heard slur, 30 years you, ago you know what i'm saying and that's because we as a society not me has become way too sensitive Absolutely. Way yep. too sensitive. Yeah, cancel culture. Nobody's right? allowed to express an opinion, but everybody's allowed to express an opinion about your opinion that you just expressed. Exactly. That's that amazing. Doesn't yeah, work. That's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't work. You're, it's you're it's really simple. It's like the movie Tropic Thunder could never get made today. Oh, absolutely not. No. The office. Could never get made today. No. There's so many things that can never get made today. Mm. And that's where it's scary. I think it's absolutely scary. One hundred percent. Are you guys reading? Well, Are you guys like diving into a lot of communication arts or anything like that are you guys well obviously there's it changes from person to person but i think for the most part most people aren't uh, that's what i assume yeah that's why most, and most i can tell don't. that from communicating with somebody it's not that i'm a, an intellect or anything like that it's just i like absorbing information on a longer scale you guys love absorbing information on a short burst yeah literally caricatures like you guys are just picking certain pieces of information but the thing is, there it's like the cliff notes. We all come from high school, whatever. We mm-hmm. the kids that just paid attention to cliff notes actually missed a lot of the good parts of what was involved. What was in being that. said, yeah, yeah. And so I think that generation, you guys today, are like the cliff note people. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to dog them. I'm just trying to educate them that you you'll do a, a really good service for yourself if you stand out from that. But even if you just listen, this oh, is my for thing. sure. When I'm communicating with people that are younger than I am in the twenties and whatever. I feel like there's a lot of they're not listening to what I'm saying. They're just waiting to tell me what they want to say. They're waiting for you to stop talking so then they can they talk. They can say yeah. and they can mm-hmm. be the person that they're, you know, instead yeah. of instead of gathering that information, you know, that I'm what we're trying to tell them and listen it's, to me what I'm trying to tell you. No, but it's like this or no, it's like that. Just you know, Pino, where'd you get your sales tactics? Did someone teach you? Your sales tactics, or did you just trial and error, trial and error, trial? And error? I've I've had a lot of good influences, I would say, in 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 uh, over my career. I, I think it's also something that came very naturally to me. You can communicate with people, right? Well, I studied communications. Okay, so it was always something that I I enjoyed doing. I loved entertaining people. I loved conversating with people. By the way, Pino's the funniest guy I know. Right? <laughs> like, by far the funniest guy I know. And we just have to tone it down on this one, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might get in trouble. Yeah, no, no. Forget <laughs> it. And, uh, yeah, it was just something that I developed over over the years, I would say, but my strength has always been presenting, standing in front of, you know, in, in a room. I love the rush of knowing that the people across from me probably know a hell of a lot more than it is that I know, but I know what I know. 
and uh, I'll I'll stick to my guns, you know, and 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 in a way, I uh, my approach has always been on the educational side of it, trying to make them understand where I'm coming from, not just facts and figures. And this is the reason. Not about why. the dollar value. No, 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 no. I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. You know, I want to become a, an extension of their of their business. I want to be able to be that expert for them. You know, I want to add that extra value to them. I just don't want. Don't call me because you want me to beat up somebody else on on price. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. But the sales, the sales just really. Uh, you know, um, I have to admit, it was it was someone uh, at IVC at the time um, that was a friend of mine, and I was studying radio and television broadcasting. And he always said, even when we were in high school, he's like, you know, if this radio stuff doesn't work out, you're coming to work for us. You're going to be in sales. Yeah, whatever. You know, I'm going to be in radio. I'm going to be in television. And so I went down that road, and I actually worked. Uh, about three or four years, or four years for a major radio station here in oh, yeah? in Montreal. Yeah, I was doing the overnights for them. You know, it was it was it was, it was fun. It was awesome, but it was shit <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I was stuck in a booth for you know by yourself by myself for twelve hours. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. The opportunities weren't coming, and you know, I was always an ambitious person. I always liked you know nice stuff, and I wanted nice stuff, and I saw myself and I envisioned myself, you know, with a family and, and, uh, and a house and, <laughs> and radio. I don't think I was going to be able to get any and, of those. And shoes. <laughs> and shoes and food and water and hot water. If you can't get up in the morning and kill your own beef. I'd rather sleep under the stars. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, and so... It was sort of like the timing was perfect. I was like on the fence and I, I wanted to go back to school and study marketing. That friend of mine, he was already involved in the marketing department of, of the company. So I went to him for advice and he's like, no, man, remember what I told you? <laughs> you know, it was like F marketing. You're, you're, you're going into sales. Business. And then um, the rest was history. The rest was history. And I, like I said, I think what really influenced me is my dad worked 36 years for Kraft Foods. And as a student... Uh, I worked there during the summer from the age of 16 to 19 and to see those machines do what they were doing with the ro with the robots but I could just only imagine what they're doing now. now but back then just to see the automation and stuff and then when I walked into uh, into our shop uh, saw some of the same things and I, I understood okay th my dad's been making food for all these years but they're making furniture you know and it's the same kind of process it's assembly it's, it's the assembly same, right? yeah and uh, and for me it was like I said it was the evolution of the project that really uh, that really got me and then fun and and the challenge and the the hunting you know the you know the the, the business makes a decision and say okay we're going after uh, fuel stores we're going after petrol that's gonna be that's gonna be our in into that uh, and you're like okay start making some calls and uh, next thing you know you're signing a contract with Petro Canada uh, it's, I mean, there's no greater, there's no greater feeling for me anyway. You know, somebody else might, might think that the constant rejection is, uh, <laughs> is too strong for them. But for me, it's, uh, it's part of the game. You're going to get rejected. You, you, you have know, to, you have you to have embrace to it. Yeah. You just accept it. Yeah. That's it. And Except it, it, but it hurts every time, huh? Listen, we've all it been rejected. So Everybody every gets no, rejected. It does. It does. But honestly, and, and I remember, um, you know, one of my first VPs of sales, uh, he used to laugh. He's laugh at me. See me getting out of the office. I was so pissed. The guy basically just just brushed me off. Didn't he dragged even... you along and yeah, then just... Yeah, well, not yeah. only that. It was just I finally got you on the phone and 
I guess my opening lines weren't strong enough, you know, or whatever. Or he let me do the pitch, and he's like, yeah, well, I'm happy with who I have. You know, but everyone's happy with who they have. It's, and I don't want to do what that guy is doing. I, I want to show you what I could do and, you know, help better, you know, your, your, your stores or your brand or whatever. And, man, I used to leave that office. I was so pissed, man. And, and Jeff, his name was Jeff, used to just look through his head and laugh and laugh. And, then I, and now I'm the guy laughing. You're the guy <laughs> laughing. I'm yeah. the guy laughing saying, you know, it's, it's going to get easier. It's that, that rejection is going to get, don't take it personal. I mean, he's rejected nine other people today. It's very you know, like, and, uh, uh, but you clock. know, and, yeah. and the thing is that once you that that hard egg to crack, once you crack it, you're in because he's been he's he hasn't let you in for the last nine years, and it just takes that one, and it just takes that one. It's like actually your timing is perfect. My the other factory screwed up, you know, or yeah. or something like that. Can and, you get me this display in yeah. two weeks, Can please? You, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, and the other thing that I would say for. The, the younger guys that are trying to perfect themselves with this stuff is practice it out loud. Yeah. Can get it out of your head, man. Like you have to get it out of your head. Any of your pitch ideas, your sales ideas, your hooks, your angles or anything like that. You guys are great at keeping it inside voice. Great at writing it down on a laptop or on a text or a note or whatever, but get it out, speak it out, perform it, play both sides. You know what I mean? And just try to figure out how would they react? How would they, if I said this, how would they say that? And so you always have a rebuttal to them saying, oh, we already got a guy. Yeah. Like if you shut down as soon as they shut you down, where do you go from there? I think that's that's the big generational difference, though. I mean, like, you guys are, you're all doers. You could see it across everyone. Like, you guys, you, just, you have something in your head, you just do it. But us, we're very much thinkers. You know, we... We're very internal. We're there'll, less there'll be a lot of like thinking before. There'll be a lot of thinking we, we before we'll, you we'll do throw something. ourselves into something without even thinking about it. And, exactly, and, it's, and, it's and more. It's kind of funny how like I, I kind of that bull, the bull and the cow analogy at top of the hill. I have a funny if feeling. If you're gonna see it, you better see it in cowboy. But <laughs> I was just gonna say that we're probably both. We're both the young buck and the bull. Yeah, we yeah. both want to run down and walk down, and you know what I mean, like that no, kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> the last year, salute. Oh, I, I want to do this. Cheers. Oh, which one for what? This one here is that uh, Pino brought up his dad, and I love his. I love his dad, so we're gonna do cheers to Antonio. Yeah. Uh, uh, my 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 uncle. Cool. I call him. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Awesome guy, man. Hard worker. They don't make him like that anymore. So lots of mac and cheese. Oddly enough, zero mac and cheese. No, you're Italian, man. Yeah, that would an be. Italian thing yeah, sure. but yeah, yeah, but but they had like the craft parmesan, parmesan still today. Oh. Solid. That's gross. Fuck. <laughs> it is gross. It probably is, but it's like it was this show brought to you by Kraft. It was yeah. free. Kraft, <laughs> <laughs> follow and like my post, please. I'm an oh, my dad was such a. My dad is. Uh, he was loyal. I'm my dad guessing, was right? a brand ambassador. Man. Yeah. Like, you, you, I had to see him. It was embarrassing sometimes. He'd, <laughs> he'd be in the grocery store and someone's like contemplating within brand A and Kraft salad dressing. He's like, no, Kraft, I make it. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I know that. I know that feeling. Black yeah, you would, know that would, feeling. Yeah. Would they buy it? Uncle. Would they buy the craft? Oh yeah, I think they, yeah, they were intimidated. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah, because he's not. He's, he's not like a soft man. You know, no. he's like a, <laughs> old, 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 old school. He's always, always, always tired, so his eyes were bloodshot. So <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you buy the craft. You buy a buck, a dime, and the craft cheese, a single cheese. What's craft the best? I make it. I make it. With, with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I milk the cow. Uh, what do you want to talk about now, man? No, anything you want to talk about. I don't know. What else is there, Danny? You want well, to bring I guess, up? I, I guess we're going to have to talk. To, you guys are going to have to give us a bit of insight on dealing with the trades and the installs and that kind of stuff. And well, we what you shared, he shared some we of that spoke, already. We spoke yeah. a little bit about it before while you were, uh, I think, uh, disappearing by on the gram or something. You, I don't were, know, maybe. you were influencing somebody to do something that they didn't really My know. My Uncle that Mario they wanted called to. me like twice in a row. He's, he must be starting to get nervous now because he's next. My Uncle Mario, goes, where is it again? Oh, yeah. I said, I told you where it is. I don't understand. <laughs> There's like one building in front of. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> we can put subtitles on the podcast. Yeah, don't worry definitely going to need subtitles there. No, it's all good. Well, I mean, I mean, just to touch back on it, it's um, you know skilled skilled laborers. I mean, I don't have to tell you, it's a challenge. It's uh, it's becoming more and more of a challenge. A, uh, we reach out. I mean, I love anybody who's listening to this to this podcast. If you're a skilled installer and you've got teams or have the ability to install within Ontario or across Canada, please reach out. We'd love like to. What are the places, let's say, let's say the place in the world right now where you feel like you would be missing some sort of skilled laborers or like installs coming up or whatever. Big cities? Or are we talking about the big cities? Toronto, Montreal, well, Vancouver? the big cities are, you know, it's, it's can those teams go remote? You know, I mean, uh, Petro Canada is all over Canada. I mean, if we're, if we're you know, if we're doing a rollout you know, for Petro Canada. How many Petro Canadas across Canada? I think there is, um, without Googling it, I'd like to say maybe close to a thousand locations, maybe 900 Petro Canadas. I know that there's just over 600 home Only, hardwares. And I, I, I think like, I'd like to say something like five to 700 of those Petro Canadas are in Ontario alone, something like that. That oh. was scary accurate, Pino. Scary accurate. Wow. Scary what, accurate. Is, what is it? 1,100. Across Canada. Across Canada. Yeah. And half of that is Ontario? I think so. Just Google that. It's like a weird number. Well, like we a don't comment. have Carlito here to be on his phone, so we're going to have yeah. to make Juliano do he it. He wouldn't know I'm how to do it, it anyway. It. Well, he's, a good, he's a good Googler. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I know that's the biggest. Well, that's our biggest challenge, too, because the thing is, it's mm -hmm. always a hard time trying to find skilled labor that, that can, can continue. Like it be an extension of your product, your brand. Yeah, and, and people are getting desperate. They're going to get the guy who, you know, is really good at doing the rough, and you're going to ask him to put together some furniture. He's just not careful enough. He's not, doesn't see no. the, I put it together. Okay, it's a little off of balance, but who cares? It looks good. <laughs> what do you mean, who cares? Give me some cock. I'll take care of it. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little bit of uh, goof or some duct tape. We're going to be okay. Jude, do we have the answer? No, Alberta. Alberta has the, Alberta. Has the most? Well, they have the most oil. Well, okay, they but, did. But nonetheless, how many in Ontario? Don't make me look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were right on on the first one. So, yeah. uh, yes. 500 in Ontario? Uh, let me double check. Oh, there's a huge amount of. Yeah, uh, no, I feel like Ontario is just it's massive. Did, 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 um, maybe did I miss the part of like, I guess I'm going to keep my same angle that I always talk about your transition and dealing with the younger generation. What's the, like, what's, what's the challenges or the biggest challenge that you'll see dealing with? Giuliano's generation or the younger people that are coming no, into, your, into um, your uh, company or into you. They, they the people that of, you're talking they, about too uh, on the other side of the line, let's say from other companies or whatever it may be. Well, what, what I would say is... Um, and how do we fix it? You can't. 
You can't. Enough with no, that. You there's can't. No fixing. Okay. There's no fixing. There is. Or how do we adapt? How do we it, adapt it, it, to it? It really, it really boils down to the old expression of you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make, <laughs> can't drink. make him drink. Uh, and uh, <laughs> God damn it! Season five of the Yellowstone. <laughs> Bless your soul. Um, <laughs> it's uh, they want to be, they want to have validation for their job. Like they want to be, hey, you know what I did today? I did this, but that's your job. Yeah. Like, did you go above and beyond what you did? Okay, so I'll ask you guys. Yeah. How many times have you been told that you're wrong versus how many times you've been told you're right? Which that's, number is greater? I've never been told I was right. Right. When I was when I was doing it right, when I was Same. doing it right, it's because I was doing my job. I, you just did it. I did my job. I was doing my job. I, never, right? I always use this analogy because it, it was a true story. Uh, one of my one of my my um, my chores at home was mopping the floor. Chores? What are those? Yeah, those are things I used to not get paid. <laughs> what for. do you mean you don't get paid to do <laughs> yeah. to mop yeah. the floor? Take the trash out. Yeah. I thought the trash goes on its own and out there. No, this is that's a and whole remember, other generation. No, I was spoiled. I did no chores in my house. I'm an only yeah. child, man. My mom did everything. Send your letters. Nothing. I don't know where to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and my dad had this hobby room and and. Um, one of my in my chores was to vacuum the hobby room, the canteen. No, no actually, okay. he had uh, my a little used, shop, a little shop. My dad bro. used to breed canaries. Like, <laughs> often Italian. Did he have that. a side job working for a guy in a tuxedo? Or was like, what's going on? Was send he a, newspapers and fish or something? What's going on? <laughs> no, he just he loved this. Uh, he used to love to breed uh, birds and and crossbreed them, and he'd sell them and whatever. I digress. I never knew this about him. You never, yeah. <laughs> no, so this is when cool. he had, uh, this is when he had a little bit of patience, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I remember uh, vacuuming uh, the floor, mopping the floor in that room, and uh, he saw, a, you know, a swirl or a stain or something, you know, like on one tile. I'm like, there's like a hundred tiles here, Dad, and you went and pick out the one tile I didn't do good. Like, what about the rest of it? He's like, well, that one tile proved to me you didn't do a good job. Yeah. So your whole job is wasted for that one tile. Pay attention. Yeah. You yeah, know, or else that you one go. little tile is going to ruin it for the for the whole job, right? And that's what this generation is uh, is missing is that it's, it's it's your job. You shouldn't be thanked to do your job. Not not yeah. not, not saying everyone everyone enjoys a, a a tap on the back, you know, and and that's and that's all right. I need it. I think everybody needs it, right? But it's the it's the constant validation that they require for a job they got hired to do to do, mm-hmm. you know, or or the attitude of saying. Well, give me the manager's job and I'll show you I can manage. Whoa. No, yeah. no, no. Show yeah. me you could manage and then maybe I'll give you the yeah. manager's job. Yeah, you know, the exactly. whole expression of don't dress for the job that you have, dress for the job that you, you want. want. Yeah. I think what you're trying to say is... And I think, every, I think all this generation, they all want to be yoga experts. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in track pants and I fucking joggers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what were you going to say? It's a general lack of duty, you know, like... You have some people that, you know, like they'll go 100% full pin into their job. They'll make it their, their entire their entire life, you know. But you have some people that, that, you know, you just walk in, you do your job, you go home, you and then the, you expect the, the everything. bare minimum. How can I say it? It's, it's sort of, it's that constant validation that is, or that, or so that. So just get rid of that. Yeah, just, just or like, you know, I, I showed up today. You should just be happy. No. I came here. <laughs> no. Like, what, what are you talking about? Do yeah. they still produce gold stars? Do they still make gold stars? <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah. I never got a gold star ever in school. Uh, yeah. Ever. Uh, and I guess that was the epitome of like, uh, okay, you did something right. Yeah. 
And I just don't, I don't want to see a gold star. I don't care about gold stars. No. Well, I mean, in my, uh, in my field, it's my gold star is my commission. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, because that's a reflection of the work that you performed. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to have to adapt, I guess, at this point. I I definitely (sighs) have to, I think we just have to constantly, even though it's a hard task, you got to educate them. Yeah. You got to edge. I think it's uh, it's the responsibility of the team. Before. But there's only so many times that you could, like I've said before with you, Danny. Yeah, we were talking about with Pat. How much? How much time do you time. spend? Yeah, well, exactly. that's it. You got you, you know what it is. Uh, there is there is uh, an expression. I might be you know uh, botching it, but it's it's higher slow. Uh, I know your industry is different, right? Because there's not that many to go around. So and sometimes you're even desperate. Just take the first guy yep. that's showing up. But it's got a higher slow and fire fast. Oh, I know? agree. You know, whereas, you know, I think traditionally in the past, you know, you saw, well, we spend so much time on this individual we invested. Let's see if Are he turns just, around. Let's see let's if he turns around. You, you can't do that anymore. Because no. if, you know, my dad has this expression in Italian. And uh, I don't know if it translates say it well. In Italian. In, say it in Italian. I can't really even say it in Italian. It's say it in, in Calabrese. It's in Calabrese. It's, it. it's, uh, I'll try to translate it. If the donkey doesn't... If grow. the donkey doesn't grow its tail after three months, it'll never grow its it'll tail. It'll never grow a tail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just the it's way it true. is. It's true. That's why I say that at some point, you meet somebody, they're given a task, you teach them, you teach them, you teach them, if they can't get it, it maybe it's not for them. But my argument with, with Pasquale was that maybe now we're going to have to give them a little bit more time to get it. You understand? At whose expense? Cost, it's, at my expense? Well, if we want the yeah. if we want it to evolve, it's going to have to be our expense. What if there's another kid Unless waiting in, in the wings besides us that is hungrier, about it, that unicorn. can grow it? Yeah, <laughs> that can grow the tail. There's another kid waiting. How are we gonna know? We have to. That that process has to has to you change. Can't stop, I think. You can't well, stop. Well, that that the goes job. to the determination to that generation. Where okay, fine. Listen, you hire slow, fire fast. If it's not working out, get rid of them. If they're determined, they would come back and go. I want to prove myself. Give me another week. I won't. Yeah, ask I know, for any no money. way. The, the, these these kids, their feelings are gonna have, be so, so hurt. It's a give and take. You have to take. And give. You yeah, have to. If you do that, they're going to need a quiet room. Oh, God. And a heavy blanket. Got it. <laughs> yeah. A hush blanket? A hush blanket. A weighted blanket, yes. A weighted blanket. A weighted blanket. I refuse to buy one of those, by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even... It's a game changer. Say, I don't, I Is it a game It's, it's a, a game, game changer, changer. <laughs> the kid says. It's a game changer. If you want the best sleep of your life, get a weighted Listen, blanket. Listen, you want the best sleep of your life? Get, get rid a of weighted all woman. lights. Get rid of your phone. Get rid of any hum. And get rid of any natural daylight or, or street light coming into your room. Black out everything. We got one more segment, gentlemen, to uh, to do. The 12 questions that we'll do. The 12 questions of manufacturing. Oh, oh wow. I'm going to go okay. open the door for my dad. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead mm. there. So once again, let me do the deets. www.weirivc.com and the email is p-p-i-r-i-l-l-o at weirivc.com. That's right. That's the email, right? G-T-A-R-A-N-T-I-N-I at ivcweb.com. Gentlemen, this has been an interesting conversation, man. Yeah. I like the manufacturing thing. I like the actual sales thing, and I think it's important that we touched upon sales because I think that anybody in any industry needs to perfect that. Absolutely. And you can only do it every single day, and you should not ignore it. You should Mm -hmm. embrace it. So it's important. 
So let's get on with the 12 questions of manufacturing. So what is your favorite manufacturing word? My favorite manufacturing word. Oh, I like this. Um, I have a good one. It's in French, though. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you we'll know the, fr the, the French word for jig? Gabarit. Yeah, it's actually a nice word. It's yeah. so fun to say. I love yeah. it. That's a nice word. Yeah. I uh, Favorite manufacturing word. Uh, roll out. Roll out. <laughs> roll no, no, no. out. No, 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 no. It's roll out. <laughs> roll them out. <laughs> Least favorite manufacturing word. Timeline. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Least favorite manufacturing word would be cancel. <laughs> cancel. Oh, yeah. That one too. That one's pretty rough. What turns you on in manufacturing? The end result. The way that the machine cuts materials. The way that the chips fly. I love seeing it's that. It's so yeah, nice. I, it's so I, satisfying. I love seeing you should that, do like uh, as it's an like magic talking to you. She does like an AMSR uh, ASMR. videos, ASMR yeah. or whatever the hell it's called, of the machine cutting. Yeah, except not a, metal because that's just as bad as yeah. you said Listen, last time. Just, the just enjoy cutting. your hush blanket, okay? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you off in manufacturing? That's a tough one. What turns me off in yeah. manufacturing? There's nothing that turns you off in manufacturing? No, there's nothing that turns me off in manufacturing. Wow. wow. Yeah, I don't. I honestly. Well, I, it would I agree. have to be timelines, right? I'm guessing. Well, timelines. Oh. Yes, oh, time timelines is. Uh, it's part of it. It's I guess. part of it. It's, I mean, you have to accept it. It's. It's part yeah. of. It's part of it. I don't yeah. like about manufacturing. What turns me? There's off? nothing that you don't. It, it's impossible. You, Come you on. know, I, I don't know if it's. Uh, you know, I sometimes wish I was just building boxes all day long. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> how many boxes you need. That big, that wide, no problem. Box, box, box. You know, just send a box out to <laughs> us here. Yeah. Yeah. Send me a box. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in it. <laughs> I'll kill you where you stand. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Oh, Juliano, this is good. Oh, Juliano's this, a car this, lover. This is my field. This is my field. You want one or you want ten? No, we want one. <laughs> Give want, me ten you or whatever. Your, your one it's a reflection of your generation. Mm. Audi RS7. Audi RS7. Uh, Pino's going for a pickup. I feel it already. No, I would say my favorite vehicle is probably uh, Harley Davidson Street Glide. Oh, yeah, that's an exotic one. Oh. I like that. All of a sudden, you got a bike, and now, yeah. oh, it's nice, man. You're not a rider, are you? A rider? I'm, I will be in the summer. You better yeah. be. I will yeah. be. Yeah. Like He's gonna turn into a like a rider influencer. It's gonna be this so. Is, it's the closest rotten. thing you can I'm get. Gonna, I'm gonna go on the bike with a thong. No, I think that's no, gonna get no, likes. No, no, you're gonna, no, gonna get no, likes. Yeah. That, that, look at you're it, gonna just, go on the bike with a stupid. GoPro everybody can visualize this with a GoPro on my forehead. <laughs> you're gonna go with yeah. a GoPro on your forehead. What is your least favorite vehicle? My least favorite vehicle right now, as it stands, Tesla Model shit there, whatever it's called. <laughs> oh yeah. Which one? I don't know. The one that everyone has, uh, the, the Model short one, yeah. these, or whatever. These, like, yeah. New like Hyundai electric. What's cars the big one? Like the X. Why do you hate electric? I don't know. You're, just, you guys I, I'm, want I'm, electric. He's a car guy. No, he's a car I, guy. At, at my core, I'm a car guy. You no, know, you gotta have guy. that like that. You don't like any Teslas? Uh, no, I do. I, I think like the longer vehicle. I don't know which what model that is. Uh, the S. Like, is I, don't know, the, no, I don't know anything. About What's the Model X? The Model, the model X? X is the truck. Is it the truck? No, there's the cyber truck, which is like that that weird freaky. Pattern. Oh yeah, the model oh, the is the, the, like the station wagon. Is the yeah. SUV like looks yeah. like a station wagon? Oh yeah, that's wagon. the one. I don't and then like. there's the you car with the, with the, the Falcon car. wings or Falcon yeah. doors or whatever. Yeah, it is. The, the, the higher model comes up with those. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. It looks like, like a Pontiac vibe. Yeah, it looks like a nicer <laughs> Aztec. <laughs> 
the Pontiac Aztec. It's a it's a rounder Aztec. Yeah, it's just a rounder Aztec. You just unlocked the memory. I'm sorry, Will. I'm sorry, Will in Sweden. I'm sorry, man. It's a shout out to Will he, in Sweden. He loves Teslas. Oh, I uh, can see why people like it. I just I don't I don't like it. Doesn't mean I have to drive yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like the fact that you got to turn a button on to hear the sound of a fake engine. You don't have yeah. to turn the button on. You just have to. I want to hear the engine. I want to hear the engine. I want to hear the engine. I'm sorry. I want to hear the engine. Well, if like you said, like we said in the last podcast, if you want to hear an engine, you could like program it to (laughs) speaker. Speaker. What manufacturer's sound or noise do you guys love? Oh, that kind of goes back into my other one. The sound of those CNCs. CNCs. It's It's actually a sweet sound. For me, it's more of a smell. Then the sound, I love the smell. The fresh wood? No, the, yeah, too. the wood's awesome, but even like the smell of metal, like welding, yes. like yeah. the fusion of metal. So I guess we'll, we'll put that together with the sound yeah, of welding. Yeah, it's yeah. all that one experience, right? Yeah, the sound, yeah, the and sound smell. The sound's pretty cool, but when you walk into a metal shop, I don't know, you know something yeah. is. Was that the sequel to Sound of Music? Sound, sound of, of the sound smell. of metal, the smell of metal, sound the smell of metal. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, these hills. Uh, what manufacturer sound or noise do you guys hate? Quiet. Yeah. 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 No production. No it's production. weird wow, to walk man. into a shop and yeah. have no it production. completely Worst quiet. Sound in the world, That's man. deep, man. It's, it's, it makes sense. Yeah. You walk into a shop like that with a thousand. You walk into a shop and, and it's quiet, and you're like. It's like closing off at night is freaking. And, and you're in sales. It's like a direct link of I'm losing my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What profession other than your own would you guys like to attempt? Well, you're just getting started out, so. Juliana will be a mechanic, mechanic. for sure. Yeah. A mechanic? Yeah, mechanic. another called, mechanic. David was a mechanic. It's because yeah. it's interesting. I mean, it goes hand in hand with our field. We all like working with our hands, right? Yeah. You know. A country singer. <laughs> no, no, a cowboy. No, he's he's, he's been actor. writing. We've been t- we talk every day. He's been writing some good country songs as a cowboy. Yeah. I'm gonna end up being like the best country singer, writer, not yeah, singer, ever. like songwriter. Songwriter. Eventually, I've yeah. got I've got it down packed. You look like Kenny Rogers a bit. You right just gotta now. talk about. It. I mean, what's that joke? What's that old joke? Like, uh, if you play every country song backwards, backwards. he gets back everything he lost. Right? <laughs> the wife comes back, the house comes back, the car yeah. comes back, the car everything. comes back. The dog, the dog is so bad. I lost my best friend. He's <laughs> <laughs> the only one that understood me deeply. So, what profession would you guys not like to do? What profession I would not like to do? I wouldn't. I have a lot of respect for them because they have one of the hardest jobs of all time. But plumbing for me, especially those emergency jobs there mm-hmm. where, you know, it's kind of like dirty. Smelly. Yeah. Clean Any, it. Anything that would involve heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything heavier than a phone. You're <laughs> tapping out what yeah. you want. Are you sure you're not it. part of my generation? Pino, not, Pino has a back. I like got I a bad him. back. But, I mean, I love... I mean, to go back to what you had said before, which I, I love carpentry. Carpentry is beautiful, man, especially when you get into like the carving and the aesthetics. No, coach, but you're a good painter. I think a painter should have been your answer. Painter. As a tradesman, yeah. yeah, I think I would have been a good, a good, you are a good painter. painter, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that's it, not it, really it, a trade. Well, you know, well, at least I didn't say electrician. <laughs> <laughs> right? Aren't electricians like the most disrespected trade amongst what? all tradesmen? Disrespected? No, 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 electricians, no. but like amongst. Aren't they considered like the prima donnas of? Uh, no, that would be trade. wallpaper installing. I didn't even know it was a trade until I didn't the know last podcast. That's either. a trade, man. Yeah, the wallpaper that's installing. Wallpaper installing. There's wow. an art to it, guys. Oh, no, for oh, sure. That's for I sure. thought it. Yeah, I I would have considered it more of an art. An art. Trade. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's still a trade. It's an it's still art. It's You're right. The You're last still. question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? 
Impossible. <laughs> no, more like a, like he just looks at you and he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I must yeah. have missed that meeting. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I totally forgot to ask you. What? You guys deal with all kinds of woods, man. Is there a favorite exotic wood that you guys love? Is there a least favorite wood I just, that you guys I, love? I love to know that uh, that w- you're, you're working on an element that comes from a different part of the world, regardless yeah. of what it is. You yeah. know? So when you get like a, okay, I'm, I'm going to say like an Italian walnut that comes in and you know that this thing's traveled, grew in another yeah. part of the world and it's come in or a Brazilian exotic wood, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. case may be. It's just that. It's the fact of the whole. It's uh, impressive. It's impressive. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're taking this natural element and turning it. And, you know, and some, and some, uh, some species don't ever really know that they're dead. <laughs> they're constantly always <laughs> oh, alive. Oh, right? man. Wood is a yeah, funny pine, animal. Pine, huh? pine oh, keeps yeah. on shooting out its sap. It's yeah. like, I want to grow. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, gentlemen, we are out of here. Thanks so much for joining us and Thanks, being on guys. the show. Thanks, guys. Enlightening fun, us about the manufacturing world, man. Really so appreciate cool. it. That was super Thank fun. Guys. That was good. Thanks, yeah. Danny. All Thanks. right. We're Ciao. off to the next one, man.